Boss Uncaged is a weekly podcast that releases the origin stories of business owners and entrepreneurs as they become uncaged trailblazers. In each episode, our hosts, S.A. Grant and guests construct narrative accounts of their collective business journeys and growth strategies. Learn key success habits and how to stay motivated through failure, all while developing a boss uncaged mindset. Break out of your cage and welcome our host, S.A. Grant. Welcome, welcome back to Boss Uncaged Podcast. On today's show, we're going back to the old school. We're one of like, I don't know, I mean, we go back since like high school, literally. But the journey of her business is what I really want to talk about, which is crazy, right? Because she was a nurse, right? Then she was like a chef. Then she, now she's like a nurse, but she's a chef. I don't even know how to explain it, but she's, she's one in the same. She's running the business and she's helping people on the front line at the same time. So, Stephanie, the floor is yours. Give people a little bit of who you are. Hey, folks. Um, so my name is Stephanie. I am a um, nurse turned baker. Um, and that's really what my passion is. I've always loved being a nurse, taking care of people. Um, I still enjoy that, but this cookie passion is just another way that I can kind of impart joy into people's lives, if you will. So I kind of fell upon this uh, two years ago, almost, by accident. Um, I took a class with a friend of mine because she wanted to do it, and I loved the class. And so I, I kind of binge-watched Netflix for a minute, kind of figured out how to do some stuff, and it's all pretty much self-talk. Okay. So why don't you kind of just give people just a little bit more about, like, you know, like your background? Like, I mean, obviously, you're a nurse, right, by trade. Yes. But you yes. also, you went to chef school as well, right? I did. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I actually, at a high school, went to the culinary arts um, program at the Art Institute of Atlanta. And I did that. I don't think you know this. Um, I took that. I was doing that program and I kind of was kind of midway through it and I stopped liking it. Um, it was just parts of it that I just didn't enjoy. Um, and we actually went to a movie where we used to movie hop and we were at the movie before the movie credits start, like the, the preview start. And there was an advertisement for um, going to nursing school. That's what made me actually do it. Um, and I always wanted to do it. Um, I don't know why I didn't. I just didn't. And I left school from, from culinary arts and went to nursing school. That's kind of hmm. the story behind it. Cool, cool. So, I mean, obviously, you're, you're in the mix between both of them. I mean, is yes. there one that you like or love more than another? Cookies all day. Yeah. I, the problem with nursing for me is that it's gotten so uh, business, like it's, it's such a business. It's not, to me, I don't feel like you really get to take care of people the way you want to, the way it used to be when I when I started doing it and where you hear old school nurses talk about it. Mm. Um, I've been a nurse for forever, 17 years. Can't believe it. 17 years I've been a nurse. And so it's a lot different than it used to be. Um, and so you can't really take care of people the way you want to because it's, it's all about... Uh, numbers really at the end of the day what the government pays the hospital has to perform for that you got to perform for your for your bonuses you got to perform for your raises you got to perform to to progress into it all and it just doesn't you don't get to take care of people and that's what i don't get to enjoy so um this is something i i, I like i enjoy this more if i could leave nursing and do this full time i certainly would do it and i'm on my way to it so, I mean, with that, you're saying that nursing pretty much became more of a, a corporate environment. So was it more so you wanted the freedom to do whatever you wanted to do or you just wanted to have the freedom just to create? I mean, which one was it? Or was it a combination of both? Hmm. Huh. I like the freedom to create. Um, I really don't like to have to do something because you said I have to do it. I, I don't like to be pushed into corners. I don't like um, to be held down for things. I don't enjoy that. It's, it frustrates me. Um, sometimes it pisses me off and I, I want to have more freedom to do these things. Like I don't, as far as cookies are concerned, like I don't enjoy making characters because I'm just copying something. What I like to do is when somebody gives me, okay, these are the things I like. These are the colors I like and do something. That's what I enjoy doing. Um, I enjoy uh, doing people's logos. I enjoy doing stuff for people's birthdays. I really enjoy doing stuff for men. Because y'all always like to eat. Um, so having something cool and y'all don't mind smashing it. <laughs> I mean, th that's what I like to do. Um, oh, we, get, we, get, <laughs> we get pushed in the corners a lot and, I, and I, don't, I don't like it. And I feel like 
even with nursing, we get pushed into doing certain things, you know, doing something at a certain time. We got to make sure we perform in a certain kind of way, but it takes away from the care that I can actually give to a patient. So, yeah, I, I like the freedom to create. I think, you know, that's the bottom line thinking about it as, you, as you're asking me that. Hmm. Hmm. So with the the frosted night, I mean, like, like, how did you come up with the name? Or like, what's the meaning behind it? I mean, frosted eye, you know, we can kind of comprehend that as being frosted right. like cookie, but the nightingale part. All right. So Florence Nightingale is who we all in nursing school learn about as the pioneer of nursing. Uh, she is the one that's uh, credited for modern nursing the way we do things right now. Um, obviously, things have changed since then, but she's the one. And so I kind of took a play off her name, put the little bird on there. Um, and so it's just a play on me being a nurse, kind of you know, in the suites. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, I mean, talking about a little bit about your history, right? So it's funny, kind of like, I, I know a lot of different people and some people are like, they come from entrepreneurial backgrounds, some don't, but your mom is like the biggest hustler on the damn planet. <laughs> <laughs> pound for pound. Like, she's, she's like one of the only women I can say, I can see her selling water to a well, literally. Right. No so, doubt. I mean, coming up, growing up in that environment, do you think that that was like a side effect to you kind of starting your own business and, and, and wanting to become an entrepreneur? You know what? I hadn't thought about that, but probably. I mean, I never understood, like, why my mom never worked in a nine to five. Like, I never got it. Like, I, I don't, you get benefits, you get, you know, you got a guaranteed paycheck, essentially. I, I never understood why she wouldn't do it. Uh, but we had this conversation maybe about a year ago or so. And she said something to me along the lines of that she has a freedom to do what she wants. Mm -hmm. Now she might not necessarily know where the hustle is going to take her, but mama pay her bills and she eats, you know, that much I know. Um, and I, and I get it. You know, I, um, recently had a really, really good friend of mine whose mother passed away, um, on um, August 1st and she's from, uh, Wyoming. So she left, of course, went to her mom, take care of her affairs with her family. And I got a flight to go out to Wyoming. And I asked if I could be off for, on that Friday. My boss knows she, she's a coworker also. Mm -hmm. um, so, but I was told, no, I couldn't go because we didn't have enough staff, uh, you know, to work. And we didn't legit. Like I get why my boss didn't let me, but mm -hmm. I couldn't go to my friend's mother's funeral because I couldn't get off work. Like that's the kind of freedom my mother has, right? She gets to kind of do what she what she needs to do. She wanna pay for a plane ticket, she's gonna make the hustle a little harder, you know, that kind of stuff. And I think there's some like legit freedom that she gets out of that. Like she may necessarily I don't know if she does, but she may not necessarily know where this dollar is gonna come from, but she's gonna make sure it happens. And she knows where what she can work to make things happen for herself. And mm -hmm. maybe I got a little bit of that from her. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think like owe her some dinner or some cookies or something. Right. <laughs> Oh, mean, she's, had, she's had plenty of cookies. Yeah, yeah, because you got to understand, I mean, like, like seeing your mom hustle, like, coming up from, like, high school, I mean, she was candy lady from the block. Yeah. That, that you know, would, you know, mark up candy when you really think about it, you, you really see the revenue in that, but, I mean, obviously, the supply and demand. Right, exactly. <laughs> and it's kind of like she instilled that in us without us even realizing that we was in that environment. To your right. point, she didn't work for nobody. She made her own hours. So, yeah. I mean, so... Given that you're in that space, right? I mean, obviously, you've had a lot of successes in the cookie thing, and you may not, you know, that's why that's why I kind of like nicknamed this. You're you're kind of like the humble chef nurse, right? Right. So, I mean, what kind of successes have you had since you've been doing the cookies? I mean, you've been on like what TV, radio? I mean, like no. <laughs> so no, I, well, I was on the news uh, by happenstance last week. Um, there was a sh uh, article or. Uh, what a story, right? A story that came on. Um, and my cookies were on this platter by this woman who, she's the one that actually did it, right? She asked me, invited me to do it. It was super last minute. Um, but I was like, let me go ahead and make this happen for her because we've done some collaboration before. So I went ahead and did it. And then guess what? That's what happened. I don't even know that she necessarily knew that either. Um, but yeah, that's what happened with that. Um, I'm actually doing an interview tomorrow for a local uh, magazine that I'm looking forward to that. I'm a small little uh, magazine that does things for um, like families and kids. Um, so obviously I can, I can gear my stuff towards that. Um, so I'm looking forward to that interview as well. Um, successes to me, mostly because I, I have not had that story where you kind of have your friends and your family who don't support you. Like that's not my story. Like everybody like backs me up 110%. Most of my business that I got the first year that I did this, um, I started this last year, February, all of it was like coworkers straight up. Um, 
you know, I, I haven't had my family ask me for, oh, can you hook me up? I, I haven't had any of that stuff. Um, if I do it, it's because I want to. Um, I have small kids. Um, my youngest just turned three. Um, and like the balance with my kids and like the support that my kids get, like I, I still come home and try to make sure I spend that time with them. But you see, my kids are home and nobody's in here. You know, we've had that, we had that talk, like, you know, don't bother me. Um, so I, I get a lot of success from that to me. That's huge to have my family and my friends support me. And they, they've been my biggest like cheerleaders. I mean, how I got into this was a friend of mine, like literally was like, hey, Stephanie makes cookies. I had made a single cookie, like ain't baked nothing. She hadn't tasted nothing, but I did the class with her like two months ago. And she forced me, basically forced me into it. And I, I sold my first um, order for some Christmas cookies from a chick that didn't even know I'd never even baked them before. So that's kind of how it started. So I, I kind of had that support. So to me, that's a big win. More than, than like, you know, the news and things like that. Like that's, that's big, of course. But, you know, I, I, I appreciate being able to have the support of everybody around me. So uh, with that being said, I mean, you're also in an environment to where, you know, you have a couple of friends that are like entrepreneurs, gung-ho. Like, yes. Die hard. I mean, you got like Tiffany um, Tao was, was was obviously on this podcast before and myself. So you're kind of like in this tri- triangulation of like die hard entrepreneurs that would like, yeah. you know, run through a brick wall to make it happen. So, I mean, yeah. do you think that was effect to you as well? So... <laughs> I want to say yes, because it was inspiring, but I never had my like thing, right? I never was super passionate about anything, to be honest with you. Like I never had a for real hobby or, you know, something that I couldn't, you know, that I woke up in the morning to go and do like legit. I never really had that. I just kind of, I just kind of enjoyed life, had fun and kind of, you know, had cool people around me and kind of gleamed off of that. But I would always see you guys doing that or see my friends doing that and like legit having this passion for something. And I, I never got it. Like I never... I wanted it, but I never had it, right? I could seek it, but it, I never found it. Um, so now that I have this thing, it's like, what am I, what can I do to do more? What can I do to, to be better? What can I do to like make this full time? What can I do to leave my nursing job that obviously is lucrative and literally legit can work anywhere in the world? Like what, I want to leave that alone to do something that I enjoy, that I'm good at. And it makes me happy. Um, and that's what I want to do. Like, this is the passion that I, like, I would take a pay cut for this, right? Like, it was one of those things that you would do for free, but you're not going to do it for free because, you know, we ain't about that. But, yeah, you know. So I think you, you, you alluded to a little bit about, like, the family life. So, I mean, this is kind of one of those things, right? I mean, you're a full-time nurse. Obviously, I mean, I asked you this question earlier. I mean, how many cookies have you? <laughs> at this point just roughly I, I know it's kind of like hard to estimate but yeah I legit try to like add this up so if you want to like individual cookies I typically sell stuff about a dozen mm-hmm. um but I've probably done about 5,000 cookies like if you want to like individually do them because I've, I've definitely had my big orders um as a matter of fact how ordered a big set for me mm-hmm. I think she ordered like 200 or something crazy like that. Um, I've definitely done my 300 orders. I've done, you know, large orders for people. Um, most of the time I get like the couple, couple dozen orders from people. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you want to do it individually, something like that. And so like, you, so you bake 5,000 cookies is pretty much. Yeah. From scratch in my house with my own ingredients, mm-hmm. with my hands rolled out the dough. Yeah. So, I mean, think about that, right? I mean, there's a there's a bunch of cookie manufacturers that started like that. You know, you have um, like what's his name, the famous, what is it, famous? I forgot the guy. Famous, famous Amos, right? <laughs> right. You okay. also have like the the cookie factories. You have like the cookie like warehouses that are inside the mall. So you have all these people that essentially started their business pretty much exactly where you are currently right now. Right. You ever see yourself? growing into to where you could potentially be in the mall or be in Publix or, you know, be in Walmart for that matter? Nah, I don't. I'm going to tell you why. That stuff is trash. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, Famous Amos is cool. You open up that package, but how long that thing been sitting on the shelf for real? I mean, it's, it's not any quality to it. Like, real talk, like, I know you could go to Walmart and you could buy a gingerbread house set or those even they even make cookies where you can just put your own icing and stuff on there. You know, 15, 20 bucks. If I did it, it's going to be 25, 30, right? But you know what? You get a quality ingredients. You get something fresh. You get something custom. 
Um, my custom cookies cost more than that, but I mean, just, it, it's just not good stuff, right? I mean, I guess it tastes good, right? So does Reese's Cups, but there's trash inside of them, right? You got stuff that's from somebody's heart, from passion, and I don't think you can get that if you manufacture it. I know you can't. So you don't think you could particularly scale it, is what you're saying? I mean, not, hey. not not in not in cookie manufacturing. Like now, if I'm gonna sell products or something like that to help people who want to create them, then we might be talking about something different. But you know, the people who like do this, like big time cookie people, mm -hmm. like either either they don't make cookies anymore. And they do like tutorials all the time. Like they don't do custom cook orders for people. They do like a bunch of tutorials and sell product for those tutorials, right? Or like people that do it like big time and do it for like celebrities and like uh, fashion houses and things like that. Like that's their primary customer. They do branding and things like that. Like just because it doesn't happen, I'm not saying because it hasn't happened doesn't mean I can't do it. But, you know, I can't sell, you know, a $55 order for cookies and it's taking me, you know, two days to make it like I'm not gonna make no money off of that trying to you know what I mean so I guess unless I let go of some creative control for one thing or you know want to give people your recipes and show people how to do it you know that's the only way I can think of being able to bring it up to level but there there are some people actually who do this and they scale it up but their product suffers because of it so you think it's more so like once you get into like industrial kitchens, are they going to particularly cut corners on the recipe to kind of cut costs or? But I mean, obviously, we've seen Shark yeah. Tank, right? And then Shark Tank, I mean, like, like they they always influence based upon the value of the product, right? To kind of keep. Right, right. It so I mean, if you just say you would just step on the Shark Tank and you're saying, "Hey, I sold five thousand cookies in the past whatever time frame," I could particularly scale this. These are great cookies here. Try them would you be willing to step into that space and say, hey, I'm willing to go to scale, go to market as long as I don't lose the creative edge of my recipe? Yeah, I would do that. I, I don't know how, and it, I guess it's not for me to know really, I guess, but like how can you, how can somebody come to me, you come to me and say, I want my logo on a cookie. How can someone say, you know, um, I am, you know, I, I love golf. I love this and that, you know, or just throw out some stuff. Cause I literally get people throw me like every single thing you could think of. Mm -hmm. And I have to pull something out of that and create something that makes the cookie them. Like, how can you do that on a industrial level? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Can it be done? Well, Probably. That's, that's custom. Well, I would think that's, that's custom versus like mass yeah. distribution. Like mass yeah, distribution yeah, yeah. would be if, if Harry Potter decides to come out with a new book tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> There's the, that product will sell all day, all night, right? So, yeah. yeah, but 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 see, here's the thing: is how long is it gonna take you to make that Harry Potter cookie? Right? You got to put those details on there. You know, those kind of things. Like this stuff is time consuming. That that's the thing is is it's very time consuming. And even though I do this after I get off work, like I'm about to work on a cookie order for six cookies for somebody, um, and that's what she want to pay for. And I'm she she pays more money per cookie when she does it that way. But you know what? That's what she want. I'm gonna do it. But I'm probably going to spend maybe like three, four hours on these six cookies, right? Um, because of the details that this particular order is, right? And so if I'm going to do, if I'm going to spend that kind of time in that, how can I, how can I do more for it? How can I, how can I now do 150 of those same cookies? It's still going to take the time. So unless I get a, like a bunch of hands on deck and people got to, if I'm going to do something like that, like you have to have this precision, like you have to do this right. Or I'm going to push you out the way. Cause I, I can't have you touching my stuff with my name on it. And you're not doing it right. You know? So I don't know. It, I, I don't know. Like I said, people who do this, there's one chick I, I know of that does this and everybody loves her stuff, but like her quality of her product is suffers. Like, yeah, it looks like a dog, but I could have did that way better. And you know what I mean? Make it look nicer, but she's doing it for the masses. So, I mean, Stuff suffers because of that. At least with this, because it's a handcrafted thing, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, how do you juggle your, your work life with your family life? I mean, you're juggling being a nurse. You're juggling being a chef in the kitchen. You just alluded earlier that, you know, the kids are not in the room because you told them not to be. Like, how the hell are you juggling all these things? Uh, <laughs> so, I try, to, I try to plan a lot of stuff out. I, I'm, I cannot be very spur of the moment. Like I have to like look at my orders for the week, for example, and I have to say, okay, this is going to take this much time to do. This is going to be really quick. So what order do I want to do these things? And let me talk to my husband and tell him, look, 
Um, I'm going to stay up late tonight and I'm going to stay up late that night. So can you get the kids for me? Or um, let me make a whole bunch of food tonight since I don't have an order. Let me make a whole bunch of food so they can eat for a couple of days and have some lunch. You know what I mean? So it, it, it takes a lot of strategic planning for me to be able to do it. Um, I don't do bedside nursing anymore. And so it's a little bit easier for me to plan my day. Like I know when I'm going to leave and I don't have to think about my job when I leave. So sometimes it's just getting creative with that. Or like I know a week I'll have like a ton of busy orders and that Monday and Tuesday, I'm just going to really roll around on the floor with my girls and just play with them. And so they get some attention that day. So, cause I know the next couple of days I'm have my head down um, and really try to work through it. So I think it's just really for me planning. And it's, that's, <laughs> that's kind of difficult when you're married to somebody who's not, um, we're busy, right? We have four kids total and we have teenagers and then we have Tyler and a five-year-old. So it's kind of crazy where we got so much balancing that we have to do. Sometimes I'm just up late night and I got to wait till everybody goes to bed. So it's going to be a long night because I got to get up in the morning and do it. But, you know, it's just what it is. I mean, it just, it just varies depending on what's going on. So, I mean, you touch bases on your morning. So what do, what do your morning routines look like? You know, now that my kids are actually face-to-face today, um, I'm getting up at four thirty. When they were doing remote, I get up about five, five thirty. Um, the first bit of my morning is just to myself. Um, I try to find quiet time for myself. That doesn't always happen. Sometimes I'm getting up with just enough time to get myself together. Um, but I usually get up most mornings. My family eats a hot breakfast. Um, that's just something that I want to do. I don't have to, but I do. Um. So I get up and make breakfast in the morning. I mean, they eat potatoes and sausage and eggs and cinnamon rolls. Like they eat a whole breakfast. Jesus. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but that's just what I, that's just something that I feel like I want them to have. That You know what I mean? So, and if it's crazy, they eat some cereal. Like it's, they can't eat a bowl of cereal too. But typically I would say four or five days out of the week, they eat a hot breakfast. Um, so I kind of do that in the morning. And I go out to work. My husband is typically home. He he does computer stuff, so he's working from home. And he's on the back end kind of getting the kids situated. That's kind of how life is right now with all this COVID stuff. Um, I'm trying to remember how it was before COVID. Um, I took the kids on a bus, dropped the girls off at daycare, and then I went to work. That's, that's what we were doing. So it's, it's like go. Like you up and go. Um, honestly, I spend a lot of my quiet time on my ride to work. Like that like 30 minutes that I get to work like that's my quiet time that's about all I get because when I get off work it's catching up with phone calls and that kind of stuff that's definitely um pretty interesting so did covert affect either one of your businesses I mean obviously I think on the nursing side right right but how did that affect your 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 cookie side man I have been the busiest I have been during COVID like it was real crazy I wasn't even expect of course I had like those COVID orders that got canceled, right? Um, I was super slow this year, like the beginning of the year. And um, I did, I, I, I remember doing an order for some cookies because I was want to make some cookies that I had no orders, right? And I did some nurse cookies, like some thank you cookies for like healthcare workers and frontline people, right? This was just something for me to do. My kids and my husband ate them. And after that, the next week, I had an order from some chick that wanted like 75 cookies, like for her for her frontline team. You know what I'm saying? And it just went from there to there to there. I felt like people probably wanted cookies because they wanted something fun and they wanted some joy out of something. Right. And I felt like I was so like July was ridiculous. Like for me, um, I made the money I made in July. I made last year. Like it was crazy. Um, because no, I feel like as far as as far as. What you made last year in cookies, you made in July this year. In July, right? Um, and it, and it's it, that like that was my peak, and it sort of slowed down from there. But like it was crazy. Like I was turning people away. Like it was really r- ridiculous. Um, because I think that was right when when Georgia opened back up. As soon as Georgia opened up, orders, 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 orders. Like people was like, I'm about to get out this house, and I felt like you know, um, that was something that people could do. Um, they could enjoy. They, I had a lot of people get, cause my cookies come individually sealed. Like people did these crazy, like graduation parties where they ship the cookies out to their family and they open them up together. You know, just, just, it was a part of people's lives. Like, like that was so dope to me. Are you capturing that? I mean, I mean, obviously that, that's something that's 
not every cookie can say that that happens, right? Like, of course, Oreo. I mean, Oreo was kind of like, oh, <laughs> piss it off, and you bite into it. So you, you're talking about like lifelong memories that you're creating through your cookies. Are you capturing any of that content? Are you like having like maybe people send those videos, those images back to you? Yeah. So I don't really get them. I just get the comments on the post kind of thing, mm-hmm. but the, I haven't gotten the videos back. I did get one. I mean, it was just a picture of the, of like the graduate that they particularly did that with. Like her mom sent me a picture of her and I think I posted her with a cookie or something like that. But yeah, I, I haven't gotten any videos back from it. Um, I've done, people have done those like drive by baby showers and they gave the cookies out. I've done drive by weddings and they were part of the wedding thing, but they haven't sent me back pictures for it, but they'll just comment on it or just tell me that's what they're doing with it. Gotcha. That would, that would be pretty cool. So if you don't mind, like this is where like my marketing side is killing me right now. So <laughs> like if, if you don't mind, like just looking at the packaging of this, right? Obviously it's sealed, right? Yeah. It's probably going to cost you less than a fraction of a penny to do like black and white labels, right? Okay. And right? put them where? On top of the cookie? On top of the bag? On the bag, right. Peace. And on the back of the bag, you could have hashtags, the website, right. coupons, QRC codes, scan this when you take your picture. I'm just saying, at least that way, when you have people that are taking this, <laughs> smart ass, when you got people that are working with this product, right, and on that scale to where you have somebody at a graduation and you got 20 family members across the U.S., yeah, yeah, yeah. all of them posting that image with that hashtag yeah. all at yeah. the same time becomes a movement versus just them eating a cookie at a graduation. So I'm just saying that that one little thing put a damn sticker on the back right. branding on it. It, it is funny that you say that because it seems so stupid because I've done that when I know that it's like a business thing mm-hmm. right I did some cookies for this thing called Jack and Jill of Atlanta and I put my cookie my, my label on the back of all of them but my you know Instagram and stuff on it Hell but yeah. why don't I do that for everyday people done done yeah, moving yeah, forward yeah 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 so I mean just <laughs> Gotta gotta keep 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 the brand consistency. I mean, right. if you don't brand it, brand the hell out of everything. I mean, right. I'm to the point to where if you can get a damn iron, burn your damn logo on the back. Right. <laughs> Every cookie got your brand right. No branded doubt. on. Okay. So yeah, so definitely right. Um, so where do you see like your business twenty years from now? Where would you like it to, to be twenty years from now? I would like to be able to keep it local, right? Like I love working with like regular people or even small business owners and stuff like that. Like I, I think it would be cool to definitely get my hands into like a celebrity or something like that. Like that's, that's for sure dope. But I really love like creating something special for like regular people. If that, if, if that makes sense. Um, so I would, I would love to be able to do that, to be able to get the volume up, like to be able to do it full time where I can have like a bakery. Um, I've had different ideas about maybe, having like a studio space because there's a lot of people who would like to do arts projects and things like that that want to have a room or a space to be able to do that so maybe some kind of space where you can make money i can make money off of written that little room out let them have you know whatever they want to do whatever kind of art project they want to do or food or whatever um because michael's make a killing off of that let me just tell you that um and it's not even worth the money that you spend but you know um but you know maybe something like that maybe a shared kitchen maybe um products you know there's a lot of these things that like i source like different you know websites different you know vendors that i like small businesses mostly that i like maybe putting all that stuff in one space so people don't have to keep they can just come to me and get everything that they need for this for this business not necessarily cookies but you know maybe baking things but mostly for cookies and cakes you know that type of stuff um i love to have a storefront but i I would prefer to have e-commerce um so how far are you from? I mean, right now you have a website. On your website, you're taking orders, right? Yeah. But you, so, what do you mean by e-commerce? You want to have like, like products on shelves like, to purchase, or you want to buy some gel colors here? Come buy some of my gel colors. You want, you know, different products, different things that we go. We we use. I don't necessarily use them a lot, but in the industry, people use stencils all the time. People use certain, um, you know, like pigments, and we use airbrushes, and you know. Everything you would use if you were doing, you know, a canvas. We use the same thing in, in edible form. You know, maybe having some products like that that people can just come to one place. Because um, we definitely have our go-to places, right, for individual things. But maybe some something with it all together. So, I mean, you know? obviously, in, in, you're talking about, 
I mean, like that's that's Tally's network right there, right? I, mean, I know. I need to talk to that chick. I already got her on. <laughs> it's me. It ain't even Tally. Let me tell you, she's already like, I'm an open book. Come talk to me. She already told me. I mean, yeah. I mean, she has everything from distribution, the shipping down pack, and if you're talking yeah. about art and colors and supplies and like, yeah, she could literally overnight have you set up an online store with three or four products selling them for fifty bucks by tomorrow. So. Yeah. What, I, I, this is one of my things. Like, what the hell are you waiting for? Kind of moment. I know, right? dude. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I I already have Tally on. She's already said send me. Just holler at me, and I'm like, okay, well, it's not good. She's like, just call me. I don't care. Just just hit me up. And, and it's me. It, it ain't even hurt. Like real talk. Um, I I just haven't made the time right because I guess we make the time for anything we want. I haven't made the time to like have quiet like one hour of like sack sucking up everything Tally can tell me. Right and um. I need to make that my business to do it. I mean, yeah. I mean, when opportunities, it's like when, when I actually be on the podcast, it was the same thing. I think, to be honest with you, I think there's some fear factor in it. And that's, that's why I kind of wanted you to have you on the podcast. Because you're on that on that, 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 that point, right? And any entrepreneur in the system can kind of see it. Like, you're at that verge of that explosion, that growth. And as I wanted to catch you before you explode. Because once you explode, it's going to be difficult to get my hands on. So understanding that you're at that verge of that birth, you got to okay. get rid of that fear factor, right? And you just got to kind of have to this opportunity knocks. Tal says she's open, sees the opportunity. I told you to come on the podcast. You came on the podcast. You're going to do another speaking engagement where you're going to be doing an article tomorrow. Shit is happening. The world is talking to you. Stop running from it. You see what I'm saying? Like, opportunity's there. Run into it, man. Make it happen. All right. I'm not going to preach anymore. Stop preaching. Stop preaching. Um, where do you um, think in general, what, what's the best tools that, that you do for your business that you wouldn't be able to do without? Like, what do you, you talked about some of the inks, you're talking about pans. I mean, what tools do you use on a day-to-day basis? So right now I'm opening up some stuff I just got in the mail today. So this, so a lot of people use like gel colors. I think everybody's seen like these, you know, edible dyes or whatever. So this company um, called the Sugar Art, like these people make this, pigment powder is this is all you can't see it but they're all powders and all these colors um so for some things that we do it takes a ton of like gel color like red for example or black like these deep colors like that take forever for us to you gotta like put the gel color in it you gotta let it sit overnight believe it or not so it gets like developed this stuff right here this is the truth um i've been seeing this stuff and i finally jumped in and bought it so i just bought like a whole bunch of stuff like and i got some more stuff over there that i bought so i'm about to jump in and try to switch over to these like fully for all my colors um they're just better it's like it's a pigment powder like do it for any art project so you know the colors are going to be deeper they're going to be more vibrant so this and i have a little cheap we have we use these little scribes right they're like they're like uh a metal toothpick if you will like they're really long and that's what we kind of move our icing around with and i you know we get all these fancy ones with bees and shit all i mean stuff all on them and <laughs> and i got a little cheap one that was like in a little kit that i have and like this thing is the best thing ever so i'm about to find out where i got that because i can't even remember so like that like like my my dyes my color and my icing and my and my scribe tool and my meringue powder that i use for my icing like that's i don't think i could do nothing without any of that stuff Got it, got it. So, I mean, is it like a trade secret to like, I mean, like what's the process that went into this? I mean, are you talking about hand drawing these or, I mean, because some of the stuff you do is yeah. yeah, so it depends on how detailed. Like a lot of us use like projectors. Like I have a, a, a projector that I use. Mm. Um, that's our secret, right? So I have this like wicked like projector, this arm that like, you know, can go any kind of way. This bad boy is like $125 for this and the projector is like, I don't know, a couple hundred. Um, can't do nothing without this. But I didn't have this beginning. So if you look at like anything that I did prior to like June, mm-hmm. straight up by hand. And I, but it was stressing me out like big time. Um, but now I can like hand do a logo like yours and use a projector and then, you know, go through it that way. Um I can get more precision. Um, but if you see like um some of my I don't know, some of my characters that I did way back, all that stuff was all by hand. It was crazy. Um, 
projectors are nice to get more precision and to do things repeatedly. Gotcha. gotcha. So yeah, that's that's the secret that we use. A lot of us, I don't think it's a secret, but you know, people don't necessarily know we do that. Um, if you follow any cookie person, that's what they're using. They use the projectors for that for everything. Gotcha. Like a little one that can project down on a cookie. And so, do, would you recommend that just say words of wisdom for? a young guy or girl growing up in the space or somebody probably going to coronary school and they're trying to figure out their way, what word of advice would you give to them to step into that business to where you are right now? You know, <laughs> I think we always want to say, oh, follow your dreams, follow your heart, you know, blah, blah, blah. I guess, you know, all that's true. But I think it's you got to be a little bit more gangster for business, right? You got to like say fuck it you know what this is how much it's gonna cost you to get this you want it either you want it or you don't like i think with anybody whether you want to do cookies or not but especially with, since you're talking about cookies specifically like set your price like set your price my prices are okay for atlanta right but there's definitely people who charge double what i pay what i charge right and i'm uh, i'm gonna get there but there's still people who, who do amazing work and they charge nothing you know what i mean so get your price Set by your price, know your customer, right? Know who your customer is and know that you're charging them something with value. Like I don't use cheap products. I'm paying, I'm paying for expensive vanilla bean, vanilla bean paste to use in my cookies, for example. Um, I use real butter. I use, you know, good eggs. You know what I mean? So I'm not spending, it might not be a, a lot in dough, but I'm still spending a lot in time and making sure you have a quality product. I took the time to get licensed. I took the time to get um, insured and most bakers aren't, to be honest with you. Well, just stop for the license and what exactly? So I've had my kitchen inspected by the um, the Department of Agriculture. So they come into your house. They tell you what these rules are. Um, they don't they don't come into our house like they do with the with a restaurant, you know, with whatever routine that is. But I took the time to do that, and I paid money to have myself licensed so that I could come in and make sure I have legit. Like if Food Network wants to call me and say come and do my stuff, I got my stuff together, right? Um, and a lot of bakers don't, and that's okay. I mean, it's whatever. Nobody asked me. I think I've had one person ask me like, are you licensed? Um, people just want cookies, right. Or cake. Um, but I think people need to just really know their worth for whatever product they have. Right. Um, set your price. And if they don't want to pay it, then that's not your customer and move on. Like, I don't, I'm not going to drop my price for you. Um, now I'll try to work with your budget and maybe you can't, I can't do that, but I can do this for a low, for my lower price bracket. But I've totally walked away from people and I have people walk away from me and I have to be okay with that because I think we always want to just sell a product. Um, but I think you dumb down your product when you do that because I've definitely had a person tell me, no, that's too expensive. And the same person in two hours went back and said, okay, I want two dozen. Receive so, value. Right. So I think you just need to stand by what, whatever it is that you're doing as a business person you know, screw all the other stuff. If they don't want to pay for it, somebody will. Um, as long as it's worth it, right? I mean, as long as it's worth it. Um, we've all paid cheaper for something and we wish we didn't. Well, I could definitely, I just scoffed this 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 joint down like the past 60 <laughs> seconds. It's the first time I've had one of your cookies, right? And I've been waiting all day. I've been twitching like a crackhead all day <laughs> buying into this damn cookie. I was like, I'm going to wait to the podcast. So, just bought it into it. I could definitely see, like you said, the butter, the vanilla, you could definitely taste that. And the icing, it's not like the, um, not the Walmart, but it's not like the Sam's cupcake icing that you get like that menthol-y kind of, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's food coloring. I don't, it's crayon. I don't know. This is not that <laughs> by no means. It's definitely, like you said, high quality product. Definitely. So All you right. can eat, it can look good and taste good. I confirm. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> so, if you could spend 24 hours with anybody, dead or alive, uninterrupted, who would it be and why? Lucille Ball. What the hell? Mm -hmm. That chick was a gangster with business. Yes, she was. Um, she was like the first female, anything in production, in TV, first everything. Um, even her show, she was the first woman to be like pregnant on her show, like stuff like that. Um, she had a Hispanic husband on her show. Like, come on. Um, but if you ever, yeah, if you ever look at like her, 
her story or her life, mm-hmm. like this chick was gangster with with everything, and she demanded um, quality. She demanded to be um, making decisions. Like she wasn't gonna step back. Like she was the Ruth Gator, Ruth Bader Ginsburg of TV. Like mm-hmm. wherever uh, wherever they were gonna make decisions, she was gonna be right there. Um, even like her kids, even now, like they hold a lot of that stuff real private. Like they're not gonna just let you do anything you want to. But that chick with business was crazy. Like she was so like ahead of her time, hmm. even way back then. So she was like the before Dolly Parton took over everything pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was, she was, she was a crazy business mind. Hmm. So as far as business, it'd probably be her, probably be her. Yeah. I, I didn't see that. that. That came out of like, <laughs> I was like, I mean, now that you explained it, I totally get it, but I, I didn't see that one coming. I was just like, Whoa! Yeah, gotcha. I've been a fan of hers for many years. Even since I was like twelve, I've been a fan of hers. Wow! Wow! So, how can people get a hold of you? I mean, I mean, obviously, you have a Facebook, Instagram. What's your handle? Uh, Facebook is the Frosted Nightingale. Uh, Instagram is uh, Frosted underscore Nightingale, mm-hmm. and website frostednightingale.com. Cool, cool. When you go do my website? Oh, I just got put on the spot. <laughs> Let me, let me take. Let me inspect your website real quick. Now let me go ahead and share. Oh, it's trash! Don't even look at it. You just start no, no, over from scratch. No, no, no. See, you brought it up. So this is the beauty <laughs> of podcasting is I can go ahead and just bring this sucker up. <laughs> frosted. What, what is this? Frosted. See now. Frosted Nightingale. I know. I'm typing it. That's the beauty of editor. They can edit all this up. <laughs> you be editing since day one, since like '97. Nah, I stop editing, man. <laughs> The spell check to catch it. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> Where are you gonna look at it? I just start from scratch. No, 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 no. Pineapples. <laughs> Pineapples. If I could just type it in right, maybe that that'll help. Night. Ah, I forgot right. the end. Well, that's this is one of the drawbacks to long names is that now you got to type in, yeah. and figure it out. It's yeah. loaded. I actually thought about that name as far as that was concerned, but I stuck with it. All right. So let me go ahead and share this. Why? <laughs> me and my big mouth. <laughs> yep, that's what happens. Now, it, goes, it goes from a podcast to a consultant episode real quick. All right. Now, what about pen and paper? Yeah, pretty much. Let me go ahead and get this. Um, I don't need you to talk to me about it. I just need you to do it. Oh, yeah. I just want to look it over. <laughs> I'm sharing it. One second. Lord. All right. So this is like a new feature to the podcast. Now, can you see my screen? I can see your screen. Okay. Can they see this? Oh, yeah. It's going to be live on the video. So, I mean, it's 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 part of the... I should have had like uh, my, a full face like beat done. So really quick. So what's the objective of this website? Oh, no, just to show you, well, not going to say nothing. It's just to show you the work, just to, so you can, uh, you know, place orders from there, just to know something about me. That's it. Just the Only, and I really kind of did it because I felt like I should have one. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to, like I said, at some point, maybe get e-commerce um, something on there. I prefer to have my, like, Instagram, like, you could upload, like, see Instagram pictures and stuff like that. Gotcha. That would be better. So you can see, like, updated stuff. Yeah, so I mean that, that that's easy enough. So the one thing that that I think most business owners and even myself at one time, and after I got beaten ahead by so many different coaches over the, the past decade, the first and foremost thing of any website that you want to have up front is a call of action, in the sense that you want to collect data from someone. So this like this welcome to the frosted nightingale that's right there, really big and bold. If they're on your website, they already know where they are. So this space and region you probably want to give them something. So on your website, what I would do automatically right now, I would put a a form and have first name and email address and say, hey guys, sign up for my my list. And on that list, maybe you're giving out some recipes. 
you put that on your website, now your list is going to like it's going to grow overnight because now everybody's going to be like, oh my gosh, she's going to give out a recipe for whatever kind of cake or whatever kind of cookie or whatever it is, and then just start talking to the community. I mean, right now you're doing a good job of posting content, taking pictures, but imagine rolling that into emails and saying, hey, look at this I just did for for John and Susan in Alabama. Look look what's going on up here. Here's another recipe, and just keep them in the loop to what's going on because after they come on your website, they may not ever come back. But if you have an email list, then you could always target them. All right. So that's that's the first thing right off rip that I would do, right? In addition to that, this image, this image doesn't do anything for your brand. So I would essentially put something that's more so the product. Like, you know, you got little pink flamingos down here. I would move those up, make them bigger. You know, like the flour and the butter is novel, but your product is custom. So you want to showcase that custom product and then you want to request their email and then give them something. If you just do that hands down, send traffic to your website, I guarantee that things will be a lot different as far as the, the traffic and the conversions on your website. Okay. Noted. Noted. All right. So I'm done. I'm done with that. For, I'm not going to chop up anything else. <laughs> I'm not going to chop up anything else. We ain't got time for you to chop it up. Yes. Yes. All right. So this is the part of the podcast where I like to you know, give the microphone to my guests and you could ask me any question that you would like. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me think of a question I want to ask you. Um, where do you see yourself in 20 years? 20 years from now. I kept saying that for the longest, I always wanted to be in the shadows. I didn't want to be in the limelight. And then unfortunately, at this point in time, I'm in that space to where 20 years from now, I may not be a household name, but I would potentially have a legacy that I could leave behind that, you know, my son could look back and be like, my dad did achieve something. That's where I want to be personally. As far as business, it's got to be a well-oiled machine. I'm really big into systems and, and, you know, obviously I'm looking to create enough wealth that way I can give back and still have my family and my legacy, you know, live on forever not necessarily on my wealth, but they can use my wealth to do good. Are you into like any like charities or anything like that? I give back in my own way. I mean, obviously, you know, we we kind of do some of the charities and go out and help here and there, but I really want to get to the point to where I want to establish something. So for me, what does that look like? Like a 501c3 that's going into middle school, high school, and helping kids understand business mm-hmm. and even giving them competitions to compete in business and then fund their business coming out of school. So whether that's like $10,000 to start up an online solution, if that kid is worth that $10,000 and you give him a jump start at 18, that's a night and day difference. It'll change his entire life forever. Or for her sure. life forever. Yeah, for sure. I like that. When you sign up for that, when you start having that, let me know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now I'm still on the the climb, still yeah, I got you. the brand I got you. development climb. So, okay, all right. So, how do you uh, find balance in what you're doing? <laughs> there is no balance now. Nah. <laughs> um, the the equality in what I'm doing is is kind of like in the household that I live in right now. I think that everybody just kind of understand that everything I'm doing is for the greater good of us. Mm-hmm. And and by doing that, I kind of bring them, bring bring everybody with me, right? So, like Sunday that just passed, we had a photo shoot for one of our clients that we're you know creating her book for her book release, and she's pretty high profile in in, in her own right. But it was an opportunity for us, you know, to bring the kids to the photo shoot. You know what I'm saying? So everybody was significantly there at the shoot. And, you know, I mean, Coy's always been growing up in that environment. If I'm doing a meeting and I could bring him, I'll bring him in the meeting with me since he was like five years old. He, he would sit and listen. He got to the point to with, like, even when I was like really big into um, the financial sector, he would be reciting some things that I would be reviewing or watching on video. So, you know, just putting him in that space and putting him in that environment, they understand that, you know, in order for us to do what we want to do, like recently we had opportunity to leave the state for, I think it was like three or four weeks and we just left and went to Florida. Everybody was remote, but just to be able to do that, you got to have the mindset to be able to do it and you got to have the money to be able to back it. So they, they definitely reap the rewards, but at the same time they see me busting my ass on a regular basis. Right. Right. I was going to ask you something else about, um, Oh, so 
as far as kids are concerned, right? Like, how do you like teach them? Like, what do you leave behind them? Like, even if they don't want to necessarily pick up your business, like what kind of, what kind of thoughts do you give your kids? Um, or even like youth around you period. Like, what do you give them to like, not work a nine to five? Like, like, cause like legit, like mm-hmm. who wants to f- fucking clock in every day? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm so over it. I'm so over it. Like, how do you get them to not even start that? It's, um, that goes back to the balance, right? So if I was working a hundred percent of the time and there was no quality time, mm-hmm. then it will be a, there'll be a despite of that work time mm-hmm. and they'll grow into hating that opportunity. So for me, I kind of try to make it to where, okay, let's work and bust our ass, but the hell with it. I'm going to go buy a sailboat and just go sailing. Right. <laughs> Right. You, or, you see, there's something, there's a reward for it. There, there's definitely right. a reward. So, and you know, it's, it's, it's kind of funny because like dealing with McCoy, it's, it's interesting because he was younger, he was way more easy to mold into the, the opportunity, the big vision. Mm-hmm. But now that he's a teenager, right? He kind of, he kind of, he says some things sometimes that I understand. He understands the principles. The principles haven't left him, but he's a boy and he's a teenager. So it's just kind of like, I can't wait till like three, four years go by and you kind of get out this stage and this phase. But I think he definitely understands that the opportunity, and I think he understands that he doesn't live in a regular household because our conversations are usually general conversations, but they always lead back to business. Like he'll ask for something. I'm like, so like, what's the value of it? Do you just mm-hmm. want to spend $10? Okay, so you have $10. Does that mean you have $100 in your bank account? Are you just going to spend 10%? And his, his response nowadays is kind of like, well, not everybody believes in that principle and philosophies. Then two weeks <laughs> go by, two weeks will go by, and I'm like, okay, let's just go pick this up or whatever. And he'll be a smart ass and be like, well, is that 10% of your value? <laughs> so at least I know that he's been a smart ass, but it's, it's, right. it's sticking in there to where he can at least rebuttal it back later on. Right, right. So. <laughs> he can use it later. He'll use it later for sure. Like, you know, when it, when it, the dollar really matters, when he really works for that thing, um, it'll matter to him in a different way. So. Well, I just wanted to, before we can kind of cut off, I just wanted to say, you know, thanks for coming on the show. I mean, hopefully it was a helpful show for you as well as it's going to be for a lot of other people that's listening to the podcast as well. Absolutely. It was for me. Cool. Well, I guess as soon as we get off this this podcast, call (laughs) town. Like, like, no, but legit, um, I hope you can hear me. I can. A little choppy, but we can hear you. Can you hear me? Yep. All right. So, like, like legit, I appreciate you asking me to be here. Um, I didn't have any expectations whatsoever for this, um, but I'm glad I did it. I, I appreciate um, being part of the crew that's been on here um, and look forward to seeing what you're doing later on. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Over and out. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Boss Uncaged. I hope you got some helpful insight and clarity to the diverse approach on your journey to becoming an Uncaged Trailblazer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast. If this podcast has helped you or you have any additional questions, reach out and let me know. Email me at ask at sagrant.com or drop me your thoughts via a call or text at 762 732- Two three three boss. That's seven six two two three three two six seven seven. I would love to hear from you. Remember to become a boss in cage. You have to release your inner beast. S. A. Grant signing off. Listeners of Boss and Cage are invited to download a free copy of our host S. A. Grant's insightful ebook, Become an Uncaged Trailblazer. Learn how to release your primal success in 15 minutes a day. Download now at www.bossuncaged.com forward slash free book.